Hi, I'm Michael Cashew. And I'm Adi Cashew, and you're listening to The WAG Podcast. This podcast is about health, wellness, and personal development. Each episode is a short conversation between Adi and I on a single topic with actionable steps. We cover everything from food, mindset, fitness, and relationships. We started WAG because of the way health and fitness changed our lives, so we hope to share a tool or two that helps you along your way. so excited to talk to you today. Yeah, I know. I don't really know what to expect, but I'm also excited. <laughs> well, this is just going to be a casual conversation about nutrition and fitness and what's working for you, what maybe isn't working for you. And then my goal is maybe just by the end of this conversation, we have, you know, one or two insights that you can take with mm-hmm. you and okay. can make a positive change in your life. That would be awesome. <laughs> and I don't know how, if you just discovered us, do you know what we do or do you know what I do or? Um, so I guess I know, so like I downloaded some of the podcast episodes, I haven't listened to them yet, but I feel like it's a lot of nutrition, like counseling. I think what I discovered or not discovered, I don't know, was that you're more into like the intuitive eating versus necessarily counting your macros Ooh, and focusing okay. on that. I'm going to give you, I'll give you the elevator pitch. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So uh, we run a nutrition coaching company called Working Against Gravity. We do, we do a bunch of different things, but mostly we do one-on-one nutrition coaching. So you'd sign up, we'd pair you with a coach, and then right. we would help you achieve whatever nutrition goals you have. And then we also help people become nutrition coaches and start their own businesses, but totally other podcast, other story. Um, <laughs> Actually, what we start, what we started for sure is in tracking your food and weighing and measuring your food. Mm-hmm. And our coaches will assign macros like carbs, fats, and proteins. But where we are now is we don't ascribe to any particular program or style. So if tracking your food and being really diligent is what makes you feel safe and what helps you get results and for certain types of people that works really well, we are totally all about it, um, equipped to be able to lead people through that. Um, mm-hmm. But if you're looking for more of an intuitive eating and that's you know tracking and being super diligent is actually adding stress to your life, then yeah. our coaches work with you to try and figure out where the happy medium is, where you mm-hmm. can still actually get results while also not hating your life at the same time. Um, which I read in, you only submitted two answers to two questions that we asked. So that's all I really know about you. Oh, I mean, that's all I saw. No, that is, that's all there is. That's all there is. Yeah, no, it's all there is. So I mean, all I know about you is one of the things you mentioned was that when you did track your food, it felt like very kind of like obsessive compulsive, or it made you feel a little bit anal and like a little too intense. So What we do is we work together to figure out, okay, if that's too intense, what's the, where can we be more flexible, but also still help you get results? Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. And my, um, I've done macros like a few times over the past few years. And every time I feel like it's just like an eating disorder where I'm like so focused on like hitting the right numbers. And then if I don't do it, I get like upset with myself. And then it got to the point where I like wasn't enjoying, I was living in France at one point and I like wasn't eating bread or cheese or drinking wine because I was so nervous about my macros. And I was like, 
you're wasting this huge opportunity to like savor everything around you just because I was so nervous about that. So that is definitely why I feel that way. Yeah, absolutely. And what we do too is help people find something that you can stick to in any situation. So maybe it didn't work for you while you were in France mm-hmm. and maybe something more more diligent would have worked while you're at home in your normal routine, just doing this, you know, or in isolation, like most of yeah. us are in right now, you know, maybe. So there, we're very flexible in our mm-hmm. approach. So I, I guess it's more like intuitive coaching, I guess. You there we go. <laughs> <laughs> now you have an insight from the podcast. So. <laughs> Perfect. Thank you. Yeah. I, that's exactly I'm what I got. you're done. <laughs> well, Okay, so what I my first question that I ask when I do these is mm-hmm. if I if you can like wave a magic wand and knowing that I've been coaching people on nutrition for six years, I've worked with probably all sorts of people from all different walks of life. Mm-hmm. And so if you could wave a magic wand and you could get this call would go exactly the way that you want it to, what would you what would happen by the end of it? Oof. I um so I think the thing that I struggle with the most when it comes to my nutrition is like I had said, I feel like I don't really have self-control. So I don't know when to like just stop for a minute and say like, okay, you don't need those 15 extra pretzels or like something like that. Because a lot of my goals are fitness related. I know I'm not going to be like a CrossFit Games athlete or go to the Olympics for weightlifting, but I do want to be as like strong and fit as possible And I know that my nutrition probably hinders some of that development. And so I would say like just a way forward where it's like I can enjoy my life, enjoy time with friends, not but not necessarily feel guilty about making some decisions that like do help in that sort of enjoyment. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't know if that all makes sense. It does. I mean, that is what we call nutritional freedom. That's the the holy grail is getting to a place where you can achieve and maintain your goals, but also enjoy life. Like food is such an amazing part of life. It brings people together. There's so much joy that comes from it. There's so much nostalgia connected to, you know, we all sat and we ate this thing together and we're like, oh my God, this is so good. And, you know, it just connects people. So Mm -hmm. I am all about that. For sure. That is definitely the goal. Um, okay. I think we can, we can definitely move in that direction today. So tell me a little bit about first, tell me a little bit about you. Like, what do you do? What type of, what hobbies do you have? Um, Mm -hmm. where do you live? Tell me a little bit about you. So I'm actually an officer in the United States army. I'm an engineer officer right now. I'm in Missouri which I would say also like in central Missouri, which also throws a wrinkle into everything because all we really have is Walmart and McDonald's. (laughs) Um, We're kind of in the middle of nowhere, but um, I was here for a school. So just here to like learn how to be the next level of officer in the army. In terms of hobbies, I love to travel when we can travel. I think now the hobbies I'm developing are like walking and going on hikes (laughs) to try to just be outside and move when I can. In terms of like fitness, I had been really focused in powerlifting, but 
Then I, for the army, we have to do a, a, um, a, pin, a fitness test where you do two minutes of push-ups, two minutes of sit-ups, and a two-mile run. And in preparing for this last one, I, my cardio was like, just, it didn't exist anymore because like six reps would make me exhausted and like out of breath. So I realized that maybe a powerlifting approach wasn't necessarily what I should be pursuing for like what I enjoy within working out. So that's why I've started to take up more of like a CrossFit approach also because of isolation, because that's like the way you're going to maintain strength. I feel like in this sort of environment, um, I did swim in college competitively. So I do have that sort of background in terms of um, fitness as well. (laughs) It didn't go that horribly, but the two weeks before that, I was like, I don't know if I can do this. <laughs> That's what I, would I used to be like, I used to be really good at cardio, and then I was just like, this is killing me. So that in the moment, I was like, you enjoy sweating and you enjoy breathing hard for a sustained amount of time. Like, don't pretend that you're gonna back squat like 400 pounds. Like, that's not in your future. So just. <laughs> Right. Except reality. Good, good realization, though. Sometimes you gotta you gotta do that to come to those conclusions. Yeah. Um. So, what about goals? Like, what are your goals? When you say that I do have some goals with um, nutrition, you mentioned performance goals. Like, I yep. I know my nutrition could be holding me back from being the fittest and strongest mm-hmm. I can be. Um. Are there any other goals that you have with your nutrition? So this is kind of like a two-part answer. I had seen on your Instagram the other day, actually, that you were like, if your goals are solely focused on body composition, probably reflect on your, like, why you're doing what you're doing. And in that moment, I was like, oh, (laughs) because I want to be, like, lean and all these sorts of things. And I was like, oh, you could lose fat here. You could lose fat there. I think struggles that we all go through on a daily basis. And if I were to be honest, I would probably say that I do suffer from some form of like body dysmorphia because I probably think that I'm so much bigger than I actually am. And so I would say the other goals are just like feeling comfortable in my body and realizing like you can have like soft spots and it's not the end of the world necessarily. (laughs) Um, But you also like can strive. I think the other thing I would feel is like, should I feel guilty that I want to have a six pack and like have defined legs? No, because that would make me feel more comfortable in my body. But also is that only related to body composition and like this image of what I think uh, my perfect body would look like? I don't know. Yeah. There's a, it reminds me of a couple things, but you can be in love and accept your current body while also wanting to change and grow and improve. Um, And I think a lot of times people see those two things in conflict. Like Mm -hmm. if I accept and love my body the way that it is right now, then all my motivation to change and strive is going to go away. And I think a lot of people relate loving and accepting your body right now to complacency. Like I'm Mm -hmm. complacent, which there is a recent podcast with Brene Brown on the Tim Ferriss podcast. And she said it better than I've ever heard anyone say it. And she said like real self-love. And I, Mm -hmm. if Brene, if you possibly are listening to this, (laughs) I love you. But (laughs) um, she said, and I'm sorry if I got this wrong, but what I took from it was that if true self-love cannot mm-hmm. be complacency, because mm-hmm. if you're complacent, 
then you're not really practicing loving yourself because part of loving yourself is also wanting to grow and also wanting to be the best version of yourself. And then also um, on the other end of the spectrum of constantly striving and only wanting to be, you know, better and better and better is also not self-love because there's something in there that's not being just in acceptance with who you are right now. So really what we want is to be okay with where we are and also continue to treat ourselves in a way that helps us um, achieve goals and things like that. But it's really amazing that you have self-awareness. You have a lot of self-awareness around the way that you're thinking about your body, the way that you're doing things with it and the goals that you have. Um, And I don't think it's a bad thing to want to be leaner. That's, I definitely, (laughs) that's not what I was, I I don't know what I said, but definitely, (laughs) definitely don't think it's a bad thing. Um, It just should also be paired with the other things you're talking about, like being comfortable in your own skin and the things that you have to do to get to being leaner. Mm -hmm. So there's there's so many goals along the way that can help you stay motivated and stay in this positive momentum because Mm -hmm. sometimes that end goal of like, I want a six pack and define legs is so far that when the pizza is right in front of you, you're like, oh it's just so far. Does it really matter? Like I could just make it a little bit further. Yeah, exactly. That's really, that's a good point. Like last weekend, my friend, we were just like hanging out in a safe way and we, she just had chips on the table and I was just like, as if a bottomless pit, just eating, eating, eating. And I was like, I know that for what I want, this is not the right decision, but like you're saying, I was like, Oh, well, one little like misstep here won't end everything. But I feel like if I continue being like, oh, well, just a few drinks, just a few pizzas, just McDonald's, then it adds up over time as well. Yeah. It's at what point is this treat and that treat and this time and this one time, at what Mm -hmm. point does it actually just become the way that you're eating? Yeah. Instead of just these special occasions. Exactly. Exactly. So we want to get leaner, Mm -hmm. which is totally okay. (laughs) And there's so many people listening to this. They're like, yes, girl, I want to get leaner too. (laughs) (laughs) I know. Uh, I'm trying to be body positive, but at the same time, like it would be nice. (laughs) Yeah. That's what, that's, that's the conundrum. I really think you can be body positive and yes. also want to improve. I think yeah. that's probably, from my experience of working with people, the best way to improve. Mm-hmm. Because if you're just all the way in, I don't 100%, like I, I actually want to achieve these things mm-hmm. and I'm just going to be accepted. This is the way that I am and I'm never going to change. And that's sometimes the extreme of, right. I could be, if anyone's positive, like in the body positivity movement, which I feel like I'm part of. I don't, I just talking about like the all the way extreme. And then you can also just love where you're at and want to change. And that actually helps you not be so, sometimes when you really are not happy with where you're at Mm -hmm. and you're not in in any form of acceptance with it, you're just adding, you're taking up so much mental space and mental energy, stressing about it. Mm-hmm. And that's take all, imagine you took all that energy and all that time and you put it towards right. something else, like anything yeah. else, really. Yeah. 
Um, so I'm going to let you talk more because <laughs> so that's, those are our goals. And what does eating look for you right now? Mm. So I think it's been really hard. I do try to keep a schedule right now. So like the CrossFit gym that I'm a part of does classes on zoom. So I'll do those from like seven thirty to eight thirty in the morning. Then I'll eat after that. Cause I'm not very hungry when I first wake up. And I know I should probably be eating before I do that sort of workout, but anyway, <laughs> um, then I'll pop for breakfast. I usually have like three eggs, like an Ezekiel English muffin, some form of like ham or turkey bacon and like an avocado and fruit. And that's usually at like 10 a.m. So that's pretty late. Um, lunch, I kind of just like ramen noodles or leftovers whatever happens to be around I do have a pretty bad habit of munching on like chips and pretzels or like I, I ate like an entire bag of cherries yesterday just because they were there and they were very good <laughs> but it was like a pretty massive one and then dinner is usually like chicken or steak or pork and then I try to eat vegetables um, so I try to focus on like roasted vegetables. My boyfriend who I'm staying with right now, he eats just like pasta and potatoes all the time and rice. And I'm like, I like I would feel like garbage if I were to eat that many, or at least I think if I were to eat that many carbs. I know I just feel like vegetables are a better version of it. And then I have a bad sweet tooth. So there's usually some form of like ice cream or cookies or chocolate at the end of that as well. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Is there, um, are you just going and going by feel like you're going, I'm going to the fridge and I'm going to eat whatever I feel like right now. Or is there any planning at all ahead of time? Breakfast is usually the only thing that's like the same every day. So that I feel like is planned just cause that's what I've been eating for breakfast for like the past four years. I'll try to think like the day before for dinner, like what sort of protein I would have, so like fish or whatever. Cause to like take it out of the freezer and defrost. Mm -hmm. But yeah, with lunch, like I said, it's usually just like whatever is um, there and yeah. easiest to like throw together quickly. And when you did try and so the things that you've tried, you've tried intermittent fasting, which is kind mm -hmm. of what you're doing right now anyways. Yeah. Um, which the words like should, there really is no should necessarily. <laughs> it's very individual. It's it's totally okay if you feel great and you don't want to eat before your CrossFit workout and you feel totally fine. And yeah. it's not coming from a place of, I want to restrict myself. Right. That's totally okay. Because <laughs> if it comes from a place where I want to restrict myself, then you could end up um, in this like deficit where you just eat way more than you would have wanted to afterwards because you're just so hungry. Right. And um, that would push you further away from where you're actually trying to get. So no more shoulds, but <laughs> I, would, I, would, I would notice when they pop up. Yes, that's a good point. When you're talking, there's like a bunch of uh, this is better than that, or I should do this yeah. or that, or and everybody has their own like a uh, value system for food. Mm -hmm. So you have a version of healthy that is different from my version of healthy, and uh, when when sometimes when we put like morality on food, like this is a good way to eat and this is a bad way to eat, yeah. it starts feeling like I'm, you, you, and you mentioned you felt guilty. Yeah. So you start feeling like if I eat the bad way, I am yeah. a bad person. 
Yeah, that's true. And I don't believe that that's true because mm-hmm. it's just food, really. Yes. And if we give food that much power, then it will take us in those directions. <laughs> but you have the power. You're in control. And you decide. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if anyone's going to see these videos, but she just uh, the like uh, the like rock out symbol. <laughs> I have the power of a rock star. There we go. <laughs> yeah. So you have the you have you're in control, and you mm. get to decide if you're a good person or not. And yep. food, your food choices don't have to do with whether you're a good person or not. It's just yeah. habits and little tendencies that we all have. So tell me a little bit about tracking your food or the diets that you've tried before mm-hmm. the nutrition programs before and where what has gone well and what hasn't gone well um so, so i don't want to like explicitly name this stuff um oh keep names out especially yeah. if it's my name keep it out I'm just yeah. kidding. um but so, so like, like the, the most recent attempt at macros that i was doing um i had the food scale i was like trying to hit the range i don't think i did a very good job of preparing like on Sunday, like, okay, you know that this is what every day should look like, like make a version of this every single day. I didn't do a very good job of that. So then I was like throwing together like, okay, well this little fried chickpea or whatever adds this so I can make it work, like counting each minuscule thing. And it was a program that was like, I would weigh myself three times a week trying to hit this stuff. And that to me also just really messed with my mind because I was like, oh no, this keeps going up or something like that. And I really try hard not to focus on my weight, but instead focus on like my strength and how I look. Um, so it's like, I may weigh more now, but I know that I'm stronger than I've ever been. And um I like the way that I look Mm -hmm. for the most part. And then when I, right now I'm doing the intermittent fasting because I'm not having to wake up at like 5 a.m. If it were a normal army schedule, I'd have to be up at like 5. We'd be doing PT from like 6.30 to 8, working from 9.30 to like 5 p.m. And then I would be exhausted at the end of the day. So I think that would be much harder to deal with because... I would be up for so much longer. Mm -hmm. Whereas now I'm up for like, I don't know, 15 hours maybe. And then I think my first attempt at macros too, that was when I, like I said, I was living in France. And so I was like, just limiting the stuff that's like amazing about that country that I could never get in the United States. (laughs) Um, So that was why I was struggling with that too. So I was like, I can't eat that bread. I can't enjoy this. I can't do that. I think what it did help me with was focusing in terms of like, Okay, for me personally, I feel better if I have higher protein. So it allowed me to realize like what I preferred mm-hmm. in terms of my diet. So focusing on like prioritizing protein over carbs or fat necessarily. Okay, so you learned some things from it. Yes. See, it sounds like starting something like that that you're not that you've never done before in France mm-hmm. was maybe not the best first introduction. Mm-hmm. I would say I started it too. So I was getting, I was there for two years. The first like four months I was there, I was eating like a baguette a day, like a a croissant, like a huge thing of cheese. And so I gained 15 pounds. And so that is also why I was like, I need to do something because this is not, this is not it. So that initial struggle too is why I was like, 
okay, we're going to have to try to figure something out. Cause I know that this is not how I want to feel in terms of like shopping for clothes or putting my clothes on or like taking pictures. I was noticing that I was like trying to morph my body to not appear as it really appeared. Right. Yeah. Well, there it's like a similar, there's a, do you, do you find that in your life in general that you resonate with trying to be a perfectionist in any way or and it sounds a little bit like you might put some level of pressure on yourself if mm-hmm. you're not meeting a whatever standard you've set like I have to be right. this in ever in I'm sure this happens in more areas of your life and if you're not meeting that standard then there's like this pressure that you put on yourself yes 100% which is hard because that's so because I'm hearing these similar patterns of like the scale triggers that for you or trying to hit these numbers triggers that for you or you know like that those types of things so I totally get that and I actually also think that you can totally conquer that relationship. And it's possible that entirely avoiding it mm-hmm. is, is like entirely avoiding it might make it harder for you to, to get over that a right. little bit. Yeah, I don't know if I – I would say that like that mental approach is what has made it so I've achieved in my life so far. So that's why I don't know if, like, I could easily just be like, oh, no, this is not. This is not easy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But on every single, you, I'm sure you can notice this in other people. It's probably easier to notice this in other people more than it is to notice it in yourself. But in anybody's right. strength that they, this is, like, how I've achieved. This is what's helped me be mm-hmm. super successful. There is a shadow side to every single strength where your strength is also a weakness. Because it's a strength, it also has this other side of it where it's also holding you back in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. So I'm not, I'm not saying any of this is easy. No. (laughs) If it was easy, everyone would do it, right? (laughs) And we wouldn't be on this call and I wouldn't have the job that I do. And it's, it's all really hard. All of it's Mm -hmm. really hard, especially when you're, you get validation from me having this standard for myself, me putting this pressure on myself actually really helps me succeed, especially I'm sure in the military, that's really something that, that helps you in a lot of ways. And, and you probably get praised for it and validated for it. And it's like, everyone's like, this is such so amazing about you. And, (laughs) and I would love to employ in you, which Mm -hmm. I don't know if that's the right way of saying it, but because it's such a strength of yours, Mm-hmm. it's not going anywhere yeah it's already there it's like imprinted in you <laughs> it's you could go try and go all the way in the other direction and it wouldn't be even possible yeah just because that has been it's like somebody who's been doing powerlifting for a really really long time and let's say they've been powerlifting for 10 years and they got to a place where they could squat 500 pounds mm-hmm. they could go straight and try to be a marathon runner and they're still going to be able to squat heavy for a very, 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 very long time, if not forever. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like it just doesn't go away that quickly because you spent right. so much time building the, the, the muscle memory and the strength and the, 
you've trained your nervous system. It's just, mm-hmm. it's just not going anywhere, which is a right. really hard thing to actually believe. <laughs> um, and I, and I, and I'm, I'm sure there's pieces of you being like, no, that's what's so great about me, <laughs> but it's not going anywhere. Yeah. I just don't know if like in food and eating, if I were to try to avoid like controlling the situation, which is what it really is. It's just like, I need to control everything. If I didn't try to do that, then I would be really afraid that I would just like balloon because I would, like I said, have no self-control. And then I would just be like, everything goes like, yeah. So what I'm talking about is you're Mm -hmm. actually avoiding controlling the situation. So you're, because controlling the situation would be, oh, I, actually, oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, you're you're actually the way that you're being right now is not controlling the situation. Right. Right now, that's what that's what I'm saying. That's I'm trying to be like, you're you're kind of avoiding the scale, which can help you control the situation, yeah. and you're avoiding whether it's weighing and measuring your food or not, but like tracking it to some degree or planning it to some degree is is all in the direction of controlling the situation. Yes. You're avoiding those things, which are going to mess it up. (laughs) Yeah. Because even though those are actually a strength of yours, where you're good at, you know, achieving and holding a standard to yourself, but you're avoiding it because you know the, you, the shadow side where you put so much pressure on yourself that it actually Mm -hmm. starts becoming more stressful and it starts um, turning into something that doesn't feel healthy. Right. So I don't, Unless there's like some, unless there's some history of like a medical history or a a mental health history that I'm not hearing about right here, that avoiding it entirely because it's uncomfortable might actually, this might actually be a good thing for you, it sounds like. Yeah, no, there is, unless, I mean, there could be mental health problems that I've just never, like, you know, come face-to-face with that are deep-seated in making these decisions, Um, but I also wouldn't know. Nothing, nothing, we're looking for the obvious, things that we know already about. Exactly. Yeah, that's a, that's really, I've never really thought about, like, thought about it like that either. I wouldn't say that for everybody. Like, I've mm -hmm. gone on a bunch of these calls, and I was like, don't track your food don't get on the scale. Like it's not for you, but just from our conversation, it sounds like right now you're kind of like not, not using much control at all. And you even say out loud, like, I feel like I have no self-control. Yeah. (laughs) Where I've never done the, like, you know, I am like, obviously, like you said, like aware of things that I like the decisions I make and everything, but I've never thought about it. Like, them battling one another in this sort of way so there's at least one or two insights yeah well it's just an interesting thing to note because we do pick and choose where we want to use our strengths or where we're not because sometimes you can get like burnt out on being only one way where um like I'm a good example I find that I am in my like doing and achieving and striving energy a lot Mm-hmm. And I spend a lot of time there and I get validated for being there. And that's how I'm successful. But sometimes mm-hmm. like when I get home at the end of the day, I couldn't even possibly decide what's for dinner. I just can't yeah. even decide because it's just yeah. 
too, I've, I'm decision making out. I can't, I can't do it anymore. I don't want to do, I don't want to be in control. Yeah. I've gotten my quota of that. Yeah, um, but I think in, for you in this situation, finding ways to get more in control of your food. Mm -hmm. And we can talk about like one or two ways to choose from this call. It might help you as long as you keep track of that putting pressure on yourself to be perfect. Right. When you start anything, you are not going to be perfect. I mean, you're never going to be perfect. Unless right. you didn't know, just like, like <laughs> <Damn>. you know. <laughs> I mean, my life is a lie. <laughs> we are not perfect. I'm confused. Uh. <laughs> so, especially at the beginning, I find what I find very consistently is adults are not mm-hmm. as willing to be bad at things for long periods of time yeah. um, because we already have things that we're good at. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I already know I'm good at this thing. This I already know what makes me feel comfortable. And we want to stay in that comfort really bad. Whereas if you look at like kids who start things, they yeah. don't care because they don't know what they're good at. And they're, they don't really know what comfort really feels like. Life is must be very uncomfortable for children all the time. <laughs> like just, yeah. That's just how they live. Like trying yeah. to walk, trying to learn language, trying to how does this toy fit in that toy? Like it's just all (laughs) discomfort all the time. Right. And so if we, if we can go a little bit more back to Mm. being more playful and more childlike and just having a little bit less pressure, Mm -hmm. you might actually enjoy having more control over your food. That's true. Yeah. I'm I'm trying, I'm thinking like the last time, like I said, when I was like using the scale and everything, it would like be mad at me if I went over under the macros. And I think that's also why I was like, okay, I don't want to upset this app. Like why am I having this technology determine my emotions? And I'm, I don't want to say that, but I'm also using like a fitness tracker and every night I'm like, okay, do 10 minutes of deep breathing. You're going to wake up. You're going to be feeling great. Cause I don't want to upset this like app for whatever reason. And I think that's the other thing too, because it's like your body's your body, you know? And I know that I shouldn't allow these apps to control me, but in my mind, I'm like, okay, but like you're saying, if I'm striving for perfection, then everyone should be on the same page or something like that. Yeah. Well, and, and there's no, those apps are designed to make you feel what you're feeling. Yeah. Like the colors they choose and the way it flashes and the notifications they send or whatever, whatever. Mm -hmm. It's like when you open your phone and you have the red circle that it wants you to be like, this is urgent. Red is urgent. I need to read that. I need to get rid of the red circle that (laughs) has that I have unopened messages. Um, Mm -hmm. Some people, some wizards out there are like able to just have like hundreds of unread things. Don't, I don't get it. Can't do it. (laughs) Yes, obviously that's also not me. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, it's, um, if you notice that, like Mm -hmm. you can, uh, you can stay away from things like that, but I don't want that to give you the impression of all of it is bad Mm -hmm. because in order to change the scale or in order to get leaner, you have to have some level of boundaries around the way that you're eating, especially if you're coming from a place of, I'm, I have a habit of snacking. I have a habit of just 
eating a little bit on the fly and I have moments of, I know that I'm overeating, but I'm like, screw it anyways. And yeah. you're in a really tricky spot too. Cause you don't, you're not in this, um, I really need to change my body. You're in this yeah. like, I actually kind of like my body. It's kind of fine. I wish it could be a little bit better, but it's, it's a trickier spot because there's no real urgency. Yeah. And so when, what you, when you're going to start feeling the momentum of motivation and progress is, is once you start making progress. Right. And until then, it yeah. might just feel like hard work. It might feel annoying. It might yeah. feel like too much work. It might feel, and it doesn't, it won't feel like that forever. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure when you started in the military or when you started powerlifting or you started anything and you're doing like a squat and you've never mm -hmm. squatted with a barbell before, you're thinking about a hundred things. Yeah. Like, where's the bar? Am I going to fail? Where would I put the bar if I failed? Mm -hmm. Am I going to get stuck in this rack? Like, what is going on? Will I actually make this rep? Am I going deep enough? And then eventually you're like, okay, I'm just going to put this on my back and I'm going to squat it yeah. and be fine. But at the beginning, it's, it's a lot more. Mm -hmm. Um, and for some people I'm like, it is, might be too much for you and mm -hmm. it might take, take you in a negative direction. I have a feeling like it actually might give you comfort in a lot of ways Yeah. to be like, I know how much I'm eating today and maybe I didn't hit it right. And maybe mm -hmm. I, ate too little or I ate too much or I had not enough protein and just too much carbs but at least I know what I'm eating yeah and I didn't just eat the whole bag of cherries <laughs> which obviously are the worst things to eat entire bags of I recognize that but yeah I think that's also true because like I'm just exhausted with decision making all day so it's another thing where it's like one less thing that I have to worry about um, would also like just relieve some version of like the steady state mm -hmm. anxiety, you know? So and that is a very good point. Yeah. And adding on top of that, the, the uncertainty of, am I making the right choices? Should I be mm -hmm. eating this? I should be eating before I work out, but I'm not. And then that's like adding to your clutter that's going on in your mind. Yes. <laughs> it's like, take, imagine all of that. Like we talked about at the beginning, like, Take all that energy, if you mm -hmm. can dedicate it towards any behavior or action yeah. towards your fitness and nutrition, it'd probably be better energy better spent. That's, That's a really, really good point. point. That's, That's very true. true. I think the like last other thing, so I was just talking to one of my other friends about this. In terms of like going to social gatherings, and I know that when I'm like, no, I don't really want to drink that much, or oh no, like I'm trying not to say I shouldn't eat that. <laughs> okay, I don't want to eat that. Exactly. Um, but then just like the peer pressure of everyone being like, oh, one, I think like judging the fact that I do want to be leaner because I think they're probably like, well, you don't have to be like, you look great already. You don't have to worry about it. Da, 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 da. And it's like, okay, yes, but I also understand that this is what I want. So just that like social pressure when you're gathering with friends, because I don't want to be in an uncomfortable position. I don't want to make anyone else feel uncomfortable by me being like, no, I'm good. Just like drinking the sparkling water. So I think that's something that I also struggle with because when I go to social gatherings, I'm like, okay, just let it all go. <laughs> like you can worry about that tomorrow. 
Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I have so many thoughts about it. I'm just like, my head is just spinning right now. I have so many (laughs) things to say to you. When you talk to your friend about it, what did you guys say? Like, what was the, what are your thoughts about it? So she is also doing, she has a nutrition coach herself. And her nutrition coach, because she has like a lot of events going on this weekend, was saying like, these are people just projecting their own insecurities onto you. So like people making comments like, oh, you think you can... Like, oh, you don't want to drink too much anymore. Oh, you don't want to eat. Like, da, 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 da. that's because they probably feel similarly and might feel, like, insecure about their own situations. Whereas if I'm saying I don't want to drink, I think people are like, oh, should I not want to drink or something like that? And sort of just, like, planning to accommodate the situation. But also realizing, like, those people have no control of your own life. So whatever decision you make for yourself is your own decision. So you shouldn't really care what your decision does to other people when it's about like what you're eating or drinking stuff like that. I totally am with that coach for sure. And I would add a couple things. One, it could be that like it could, it could be, it also could be, it's not ever fun to drink alone and you don't want to, you know, you know, when you're eating ice cream, you're like, I asked my husband, like, you want to eat ice cream tonight? He's like, no. And I'm like, He's like, you can have ice cream. I'm like, no, you don't want to have it by yourself. Yeah. <laughs> it's really not the same. It's just not the same. Like, we need to do yeah. it together. So yeah. it, it is a little bit of – it could be a little bit of that. Like, it's just more fun to do yeah. that. Uh, so it could be somebody else being even comfortable with themselves, being like, oh, this isn't that big of a deal for me. It shouldn't be that mm-hmm. big of a deal for you. It also could be scary for somebody who's like, I'm doing this – and seeing you progress and grow might leave me behind. And mm-hmm. that could be scary for someone. Not that they're – it could be like projecting their insecurities onto you for sure. But it could just feel really scary. Like what What if they progress and I don't? Like what does that mean about me? Mm-hmm. And that's a really hard thing for a lot of people. And the thing that I would add the most out of all of this is you don't make people uncomfortable. Like they're responsible for how they feel mm-hmm. and you doing something that feels you feel is best for your health and your well-being. If that makes someone uncomfortable, it actually has nothing to do with you. Yeah. And you didn't make them feel uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And just like you're responsible for your own actions and your own behaviors and they didn't make you drink more food, drink those drinks or eat that food. They didn't make you do that. You also didn't make them feel uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. They just felt uncomfortable and you are not in control of how other people feel yeah. and you're never going to be. And the best thing about being stepping up and being like, I'm actually going to do the thing that the future version of me wants the most, not this mm-hmm. version of me right now. The one right, right. now is like this very mischievous, <laughs> sneaky person who's like, ooh, I just like want to feel good right now. But <laughs> it, like if you can connect with the you like in a couple days, that's going to mm-hmm. look back on the event and, and that – what do they want you to do? Like there is right. a version of you that exists eventually and they'll have <laughs> feelings about the way that you behave right now. Right. And if you can think about what are their feelings about the way that I'm going to behave right now – the cool thing about doing what you want to do most mm-hmm. is that in the moment, your friends might be like, man, you look fine. You don't need to do that. In the moment, they might be doing stuff like that. But in the back of their head, they actually respect you. 
Mm-hmm. And they're like, they're cheering for you in the back of their mind. They're like, good for her, man. That's so cool that she can do that. And mm-hmm. you doing it is just evidence that they can do it too. Right. And it's almost like you're standing for them, their greatness. Like whatever their greatness looks like, you're standing for that. And it's like a hard thing to connect with in the moment. But you want to be, everyone wants to be liked. Everyone wants to fit in. And you don't want that. And there's a way to do it that doesn't make people feel disrespected and allows them to still hold their own dignity. And I have some like tips and tricks on how how you can handle those types of situations. But (laughs) there is a small piece of them, whether they're willing to admit it or not, that's cheering for you. Right. And is proud of you. And... Mm -hmm wants you to achieve the things that you want to achieve Um, but it's hard too and it's not an easy thing to do but just like this having control thing can make you feel comfortable something Mm -hmm. you can do when you go to social occasions is like one thing you can have already decided before you go how many drinks you're gonna have right and that's you've already decided right change your mind I've already decided (laughs) <laughs> so you don't yeah. have to make the decision in the moment it's already been decided yeah I guess there's just the constant like FOMO so it's like oh but obviously people have their own relationships with alcohol but like going out with friends and getting drunk it's obviously fun and you have a great time and like sometimes those are your best memories and so I think that's the other thing if I'm like okay I'm gonna limit myself to two drinks and I'm like oh but what am I gonna miss out on but what I'm really missing out on if I were to drink more, I feel like it's my body feeling like hot garbage <laughs> the next day. Um, it doesn't actually change like the outcome of the event. But I also feel like there's nothing worse than being the sober person when everyone else is just absolutely hammered. And you're like, none of you are funny. None of this is enjoyable for me. So I think that's the other thing that I struggle with. Because when we used to be able to like go out to bars and have fun in the olden days, um, <laughs> That's what I was also struggling with. Yeah. Yeah, that's real. That's real. I wonder if you tried it, if those things – it's really hard when you have to assess your community and your environment. Mm -hmm. And is it serving you? And not not because they're not good people and not because they're not good friends, but those situations, it's really hard to have a group of friends that you hang out with all the time that drinks and eats pizza and hamburgers and french fries three times a week and being around it, that's a lot of willpower that you have to exercise. It's a lot. And this, I, we just met 50 minutes ago. So (laughs) this might be like a really big, well, this might be a big thing to ask, but it might be worth assessing. Like, are those situations ones Mm -hmm. that right now you really do want to be in? Cause Or are you holding on to what they used to be for you? Right. Like, are they still actually, like, if you really lay out your priorities right now and your goals right now and your values right now and how much time you're dedicating towards each one of them, are those experiences getting more energy than they actually deserve? Yes, they are. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's a really good point, too think about yeah and I wonder if they want to be doing that too yeah I feel like probably all of us are like oh no this is what we're supposed to be doing we're in our 20s this is fun it's like no 
We all feel horrible the next day and want to die. So I don't think that this is what we really want. Yeah. And you can be like the leader in that. Yeah. And be like, hey, guys, let's actually do something different tonight. Yeah. Not abuse our bodies and be reckless with them, which was fun one time. (laughs) (laughs) But now here are some other suggestions of things we can do. And that doesn't mean you can't still party and have fun every once in a while. But if it's inhibiting you from achieving the things you really do want to achieve, then it's probably not worth it in the long run. Yeah, that's a very good point. And a reminder that I definitely needed. So thank Thank you. you. Okay, so tell me, what is, tell me two takeaways from this conversation that you're going to take with you. Well, I don't know. So I guess going forward with food, it isn't necessarily the worst thing to control it because it does make it easier for me, like on a daily basis. I just personally wouldn't know where to begin in terms of like what macros would be best for my goals. But to know that like you can control a situation and you can mess up from time to time, but you're never going to be perfect, Renee. So don't worry about it. (laughs) Even though as we established, I already am perfect so (laughs) and then I would also say like reflecting on how I spend time and who I spend time with in terms of like what is actually most beneficial for my long-term goals I think that's probably the thing that I need to think about the most yeah because that actually will make all the other things a lot easier yes yeah I like I like um my Michael and I my husband we call it the lead domino where it's like one, you want to find the, the domino that's closest to the beginning that knocks all the other dominoes over. Yeah. Your environment and the people that you spend time with mm-hmm. is one of those lead dominoes. Um, yeah. And enrolling people, meaning like bring people in on your goals and tell them mm-hmm. why you want those goals and tell them what you're actually going to do about them, either gets them on board with you or makes it super mm-hmm. clear when you know, if you just told your friend, Hey, I'm really looking to lose some weight. I want to get my, I want to get more, um, more in charge and in control of my own health and wellness. And if they bring you cupcakes the next day, this friend, (laughs) hi puppy. This This is a zoo. (laughs) This friend, um, may not, may not be the best friend right now. And it might be it might not be that they shouldn't be your friend anymore. It might just mean you have to have a hard conversation. Yeah. Of like, hey, this this makes me feel like I'm feeling this way and yeah. I need support in this way. And, if you know, I would really appreciate it if you got on board with that. Yeah, I think that's something I need to do a better job of. I've been trying, but I think it's something that I could definitely work on as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we have a podcast on how to have tough conversations that Mm -hmm. could help. Learning how to have tough conversations with people is a skill that is worth learning. I think in like a professional environment, I feel like everyone I've ever worked with is like, oh, she doesn't care. Like she will say what needs to be said and get it done. But when it's a personal relationship, that's when it's like, oof, it gets more uncomfortable for sure. And people, it's another one of those things that's so uncomfortable in the moment, but when done while, like to me, love from a friend Mm -hmm. is someone telling me how I can be better while Mm -hmm. still allowing me to maintain my dignity. Yes. So telling me how I can be better in a way that's like disrespectful and telling me I'm a bad person is not Mm -hmm. 
love. But right. but someone pointing out a way that I can be better and a way that I'm not showing up in the, the best possible way that they see me. And mm-hmm. still at the end of it, I'm like, they're not a bad person for pointing that out for me. They just help yeah. me notice it. That's right. love. That's like the yeah. best type of friend I could ask for. That is true. <laughs> and it's so hard, but your friend will, again, another one of those moments where in the back of their mind, they're cheering for you. Yeah. They're like, yeah, go her. That's so cool. I wish I could do that. Yeah. That's, that's a really good point. point. Okay. So those are the two takeaways. Yeah. Huge takeaways. So those, if, you, if we Fine. actually do those two things, you, I, I'm going to check up on you in four weeks. I have a okay. reminder to check up on you in four weeks. And if you actually do those things, your a lot of your life can be really different. That's true. Even four weeks from now. That's crazy. crazy. But, but it's, it's also very true and makes me very optimistic. Very cool. And so I want to touch on one last thing before we go. So, yes, you don't have, like, exactly how to start getting in control of your nutrition. What do you think are is just, like, maybe one thing you can start doing? I want to say, like, don't snack. <laughs> I don't know if that's the right answer or – I'm trying to be positive and again, not being like, these are bad things. Like you said, like don't assign the morality to food. But if I do pick like not on chips or things that theoretically don't really bring like nutritional value to my diet. So focus on like whole foods that would, that are not processed, I guess is fundamentally what it is. Okay. I like that. I like that. I'm going to add one more for you. That is not... Because I think going from, from like, macros made me feel obsessive and I didn't want to weigh myself, like, to now to right back to there, I think it might be, like, a big leap. So yes. I want to give you just, like, something that you can do that I think will really help you is mm-hmm. all I want you to do is you don't even have to use an app. You can if you want. But just mm-hmm. put everything that you eat into mm-hmm. some type of app or write it down or something. Yeah. So – when you ate the cherries yesterday, mm-hmm. you, you had to write it down somewhere. Yeah. So knowing that you have to write it down and you have to look at it and you have to like, it's in there. Yeah. It, it, it just provides some level of accountability. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't mean there's any, and there's no numbers that you have to hit. So it's not like this is good or bad or you right. achieved or you failed. It's just writing it down so that you can at least see what it is that you're eating every day. And there's right. like bringing some level of awareness instead of just, you know, I'm snacking on this. I'm snacking on that. Yeah. Um, there's, there's some unconsciousness to that type of behavior. Perfect. That's, that's, I, that's, that's also, also so easy. So that, that's, that's a good thing, thing too. <laughs> that's what I want to hear. If it's you know what you're easy, doing. <laughs> if it's too easy, it means it's good because I promise yeah. you there's going to be days where it's not that easy to do yeah. that. Because you're going to go out and you're going to be like with your friends and you're going to be like, oh, I don't actually want to write down everything I ate. Like, how do I even remember? I had three bites of this appetizer and yeah. you still have to write it all down. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's also, also like you're saying when I was like, like I don't, don't want to, I would find myself like lying to the apps because I was like, I don't want to be held accountable for this stuff. Like, I know that I, this was a mistake. So I need to work on that too. Like. Just do it. There's no judgment. Like you said, no morality with it. It's just the way it is. Makes you think about the decisions you're making. Yeah. No judgment at all. And it will just automatically start changing your behavior. 
One of my yeah. favorite quotes of all time is the extent to which you are unconscious of a habit is the extent to which it persists. Mm. And so bringing awareness to your habits automatically starts changing them because you're, you're starting to notice where you're like, oh, I didn't even realize I was doing that. And it starts changing things almost mm-hmm. automatically without really having to try that hard. Yeah. That's, That's awesome. awesome. Thank you. Okay, Renee. I'm excited. This was such a good conversation. I'm so glad. I had no idea where we were going to get at the beginning of it. But (laughs) this went went in a good direction. Now you know a little bit more about what we do. Yes. Yes. (laughs) I'm excited. I really am. Because it's not hard things. The conversations will probably be hard, but necessary nonetheless. Yes. Well, I'm going to check up on you in four weeks. And I'm going to ask you about the conversations and I'm going to ask you about how just writing down your food. I mean, I use my fitness pal. I don't set any goals or anything. So it's just like, just so I know what I'm eating in a day. If that was the app that's like making you feel bad, then don't, don't use it. But, um, (laughs) (laughs) um, and yeah, I really appreciate you. And thank you so much for getting on this call. Yeah. Well, thank you for doing this. I'm excited. Like I keep saying. I'm feeling very positive. Thanks for joining us. Stay in touch by signing up for our newsletter at workingagainstgravity.com or on Instagram at workingagainstgravity. And don't forget to subscribe to us on iTunes, leave us a five-star review and refer a friend. We'll be back next week with another episode. Talk to you then.